0: Hey, hey waffle gang i do hope you are well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story comes from a throwaway account and says i 35 male was incarcerated and lost touch with 33 female it's been over 10 years would it be wrong to contact her Sorry for any mistakes. English is not my first language. When I was a university student, I fell in love with Daria. Not her real name, obviously. She was the little sister of my best friend, so I considered her off limits. But my crush on her persisted and grew. She's one of those beautiful, brilliant people who is alive and breathing to make the world a better place. How could I not be drawn to that? One day, she told me she had feelings for me. And to my relief, my best friend didn't have a problem with me dating his sister either. So for two wonderful years, Daria was my girlfriend. I should have asked her to marry me. I don't know why I didn't. I suppose I thought I had all the time in the world. We were young and there was no need to rush things. We lived in a country that isn't exactly democratic and we were political activists. I ended up getting arrested and going to prison for nine years. Please don't think I'm some kind of monster for this. I don't want to go into detail in case it makes me identifiable somehow, but we didn't hurt anyone or do anything immoral. What we did is not even illegal in the country where I currently live, and our beliefs were far from extremist. I haven't seen or spoken to Daria since the day I got arrested. My best friend died shortly after, and Daria left the country, partly due to the possibility that she'd be arrested too there wasn't any way for her to contact me while i was in prison though apparently she contacted my dad a few times in the beginning things got even worse in our country while i was incarcerated so my dad and i immigrated when i was released we've been living in western europe ever since and life is pretty okay i live with my dad and i have a steady if crappy job months ago i found daria online she lives in a neighboring country seven hours away by rail She doesn't use social media too much, but from what I've seen, there's no evidence of a partner or kids. And even if she is married, I'd be content just to be a friend. As I was for the first years we knew each other. Part of me desperately wants to reach out to her. My dad has been encouraging me to do so. But I feel like it'd be too selfish. The circumstances of her brother's death were very traumatic for her, and I'm afraid that I'm just a living reminder of all the bad things that happened to us. And if she does have a partner, Would my contact in her offend him and trouble their relationship? I don't want to cause her any more sadness. Time stood still for me while I was in prison, but I know it didn't for her or anyone else. She's done so well for herself. She's built a whole life, and I don't want to derail that life just because I feel entitled to a place in it. She might not even remember me at all, and even if she did invite me back into her life, I'd be nothing but a burden now, owing it to my wrecked mental health. We've been apart twice as long as I knew her. Have I even the right to miss her as much as I do? But now, I've contented myself with Googling her name every so often and seeing that she's okay. It just hurts a lot, and I don't know how to make it not hurt. I still love her with everything I have, I probably always will. Should I reach out to her or leave her alone? If I do contact her, what should I even say? now personally and you know this could be right this could be wrong i have absolutely no idea but the way i'm feeling in this is that she deserves to know that you're doing okay as well from my point of view i think op's been very considerate and kind in this they're taking in all possibilities you know if op might have a partner is it going to affect their relationship as op said time stood still for him while he was in prison and but knows for everyone else time has moved on and things might have changed and as he said, he doesn't want to derail that life. So I kind of think, obviously you don't go charging in going, oh, I'm absolutely in love with you or anything like that. But something you, similar to what you've written here without the love stuff and sending that message and seeing if you get a response. But I'd like to think if I was in OP's girlfriend's position, obviously I'm not and I don't know how she's thinking or anything like that. But if, for me, I would want to know that OP is okay and doing well in their life too. But to the comments with little ladybug who says, I feel like this is the only should I reach out to my ex post where I think you actually should. I mean casually at first, just a, like, hey, I would love to reconnect. I know it's been a long time, but we didn't necessarily have a choice about parting ways and I was curious where life took you and how you were doing. His impending boldness says, send the email, keep it low key, short, clean and sweet. Not lots of details, but say you're out of the country and free and wondered about her. If she answers, great. If not, respect that. If you don't send it, you will think about it for the rest of your life. Pauline Kalisha says, wouldn't she want to know you are doing well? I have no doubt that she's tried to find out how you are doing, in the same sense that you have, ignoring any rom-com elements. This was two friends who were forced apart under horrific circumstances. At the very least, she'll be overjoyed that you and your father are alive and happy. Go for it and we one more comment from my name is mary who says without reading the context i would have said no way and to leave her alone but after reading your post my answer is yes you should contact her for all you know she may be feeling the same way about you she may have tried to move on but her feelings for you may have been too deep to allow her to do so maybe she did move on but is unhappy there could be so many possibilities but the only way to know is to talk to her if she's not available she will surely let you know if she wants to be only friends with you she will let you know if she wants to have nothing to do with you she will let you know but why take away the choice from her you have the type of past that can tie people together forever you owe it to both of you to get back in touch and then take it from there good luck so then op kindly updates the post which says the short version is that i was wondering whether i should try to contact my former girlfriend after i went to prison for a long time the consensus was that i should And people gave me very good advice on how to do that first i want to say thank you to everyone who offered advice or kind words i'd spent so long feeling ashamed about my situation expecting most people to react very negatively if they knew i'd barely discussed it with anyone before except my dad and people whose job it is to help me lawyers therapists etc i was very surprised to be met with so much compassion from a bunch of complete strangers thank you truly several people asked for an update and that's the least i can do in return i sent daria a message the evening after i made my post it was something like i don't mean to intrude but i wanted to say hello and thought i would give you my new contact information in case you ever felt like getting in touch if not that's completely fine too i left her my mobile number and email address wished her well and that was that i knew it might be a while before she responded if she responded at all so i tried to put it out of my mind Early Monday morning, my phone rang. It was an unfamiliar number from the country where Daria lives. Who else would ever be calling me from there? I panicked a little bit, but I managed to answer in time. She asked a few times if it was really me, and I couldn't tell if she was laughing or crying. At first, she called me by the very affectionate version of my name she used to, but then she quickly apologized and corrected herself, which broke my heart a little bit. It was an awkward phone call, but not in a bad way. I was extremely nervous and it seemed like she was too, but happy also. Some of you mentioned that Daria would want to know that I was safe, and this was more true than I could have guessed, because unrest in my country increased a lot during the last year I was in prison. She was afraid that they would decide to quietly kill me rather than let me go. There are documented cases of other prisoners like me having met very suspicious ends in the months before my release, so so it wasn't a totally unreasonable worry. She also said she repeatedly tried to send me parcels of supplies and and put money on my commissary account, but her attempts were rejected without explanation. After my sentencing, I was not allowed to receive correspondence or to have a commissary account at all because of the classification of my crimes. So she was forced to give up. She told me this is an apology, as if I would have been disappointed with her for not helping me more. I had no idea she had done any of that. I do know that it was not a safe thing for her to do. I feel terrible that she put herself at risk, trying to make me a little more comfortable. She didn't seem to want to talk about what happened any more than that, and so we didn't. We changed the subject to more light-hearted things. Our jobs, the cities where we live, how my dad is adapting to a new country, etc. When she arrived at work and had to end the phone call, she asked if I wanted to continue talking through a messaging app. Obviously I said yes and downloaded it immediately. We sent messages throughout the day and she even interrupted her commute home to send me a picture of a restaurant modeled after one of my favorite books, just because she thought I would like it. She told me that she thought of me every time she saw it, but unfortunately the restaurant itself was not so good. I was afraid she wouldn't remember me, but she even remembers the things I like to read. She remembers a lot of little things, even stuff I forgot. We've been sending messages back and forth ever since, and talking on the phone after I finish work at night. Until she gets too sleepy. Sometimes it feels like I'm 24 and she's texting me from a few blocks away. As if the next thing she might ask is what's for dinner. Other times it seems like we're trying to will dead versions of ourselves back to life. In order to avoid acknowledging what we've lost. Seems a lot more timid than she used to. More passive which I suppose makes sense. Sometimes I worry about how much I've changed. And that maybe she won't find anything left in me that's worthy of her. But if I could express in words what it feels like to hear her laugh, I could explain that there's also a lot we know very well. She hasn't lost her kindness, or her warmth, or her empathy. She still cares about me, and I still care about her. I know that rebuilding a friendship after all that's happened will take a lot of patience, and I have plenty to spare. I'm just happy to have a chance to get to know her again. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, Daria asked if I want to have a video call sometime this weekend. I agreed, but I'm ashamed to admit that as much as I want to see her, I'm very nervous. I look so different than she would remember. My jaw is messed up and I have the teeth of a hockey player. Fortunately, I qualify for healthcare insurance soon and and be able to have it fixed. I lost weight that I haven't put back on and I see an old man in the mirror. I'm also worried that I will get very emotional when I see her and embarrass myself that way. I don't really cry in front of people. I'm not used to it and this doesn't seem like a good occasion to start. Aside from not wanting to appear pitiful, I don't want her to feel forced to comfort me. If anyone has some advice on how to handle this, it would be much appreciated. Overall, this week could not have gone better. And I'm extremely grateful to everyone who gave me the little push of courage I needed to send her that message. A thousand times, thank you. Edits, just to clarify, she doesn't have a husband or kids. As I said in my first post, I only considered contacting her because there was no evidence of a partner on her social media. But I understand that my first post wasn't visible for a while, So I can see why that may not have been obvious. Sorry for the confusion. Wow, wow, wow. Op paints a very vivid image. And I gotta tell you, he had me absolutely in tears. On the paragraph, she asked me a few times if it was really me. And I couldn't tell if she was laughing or crying. And I was like, oh my word. It sounded like there was such like almost disbelief, but also relief at the same time from Daria. It's actually you. And clearly, all those years you've been thinking about her, she's been thinking about you at the same time, remembering your favorite books and seeing a restaurant that reminds her of you. And you're worried about the way you look and how you're going to come across to her over a video call. And as always, I know this is incredibly easy for me to say, but I, I would just say let yourself be vulnerable. Let yourself cry. Let yourself open up. You said this doesn't seem like a good occasion to start, but you two have been through a lot there's a lot of emotions at play here you're you're making me cry talk about it and i'm really hoping to see some updates in the future about hopefully how you two meet up and and get to know each other further i really do wish you all the best going forward op and daria as well but now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below let's move on to another story now our next story comes from OK Entertainment 9816 who says, am I am a-hole for moving out after my dad found out about my tattoos? I, 22 female, i have been getting tattooed since I turned 18. I've always loved the art of tattoos and I am also somebody that likes body modifications in general. I don't have any visible piercings. I'm able to hide them, but like I said, I've always loved the subculture and have quite a lot of tattoos. My father, 59 male, has always hated tattoos and he doesn't hide his distaste towards them, which I completely understand. Everyone has their preferences and their dislikes. His is a bit overboard though, where he won't even accept medical care if the nurse has tattoos. I have hid my tattoos for four years. I wear long sleeves during the summer and if I'm going out, I just bring a change of clothes. It's become part of my routine and it never really bothered me. And a strange cousin came back into our lives a few weeks ago, and to stir up a little drama, he showed my father my Instagram page through a very close cousin's profile. He didn't follow me because I have a private profile who would never accept his request. My father was furious, and for weeks he hasn't spoken to me, which I knew would probably happen. I have been walking on eggshells around him, and he has said a few things to me that have been extremely insulting. I found an apartment because I didn't feel comfortable staying there and I was going to be moving out in April anyways and left yesterday. I have now been receiving calls from my brother, 27 turning 28, and mother, 61, telling me I am making a mistake and it is ridiculous that I think it was a good idea to leave because it is only making my father worse towards them. I offered them a place to stay since I am renting a three-bedroom basement apartment they told me that wasn't right and I should come home. I made my own choice as an adult and I know I'm experiencing the repercussions of my choices, but I feel like my solution was a better idea than staying in a house where I'm not welcome. Am I the a-hole? Absolutely not the a-hole at all in this situation. And I've got a couple of friends I can think of that really don't have a taste for tattoos themselves. And do you know what they say to me about my tattoos? absolutely nothing because they respect my choice to have my own tattoos so for him to not be talking to you and making you walk on eggshells around him that's his bloody choice you know acting like an absolute child because of this i don't blame you for getting out of that situation sounded like you was getting out of there anyway and let him approach you with an apology i hope and i found the last paragraph absolutely ridiculous that you're receiving calls from your 28 year old brother and your mother 61 Telling you that you're making a mistake. And the father's acting worse towards them. So they want you to return. So what? You can take the brunt of his absolute shittiness. And don't get me wrong. I don't ri- I don't want anything going untoward towards the brother or the mother as well. Because no one deserves that. But to try and get you to come back. Because, because you may take the brunt of it. Is absolutely ridiculous. And, and shitty behavior from them as well. Get out of that situation. Don't hide your tattoos no more. And enjoy yourself. Mike Noble says a very easy, not the a-hole here. And I know that was very easy for me to say, by the way. Not liking tattoos is one thing, but a week's long campaign of acting like a toddler about it is just stupid. Hope you reply saying it's been a few weeks of it too. Oh, and just coming back into it again, because this just brought up an old comment from a coworker. Didn't really get on with this person very much, but you know, they would like to comment on my tattoos and stuff. And it's a comment I've heard quite a lot. But oh, but what about when you get older with your tattoos? What are they going to look like then? I just always remember replying to this person saying, well, I'm going to be an old wrinkly ass dude with tattoos. Still, how is that going to affect your life? Sure, you wrinkly ass to be over some other part of the world complaining about something else. I never said that last part to him though, but <laughs> you know. Twilight Zone says not the a-hole. Everyone deserves to feel safe in the place they call home. Plus, it's your body and you can do whatever you want with it. If moving is what you got to do, you got to do what's best for you. Opie you reply saying thank you. I didn't want to have to make a decision like this, but evidently it was the only choice I could make instead of being in a house with someone who could snap at any moment. Ashley Buck says and quotes, I've now been receiving calls from my brother, 27 turning 28, and mother, 61, telling me that I'm making a mistake and it's ridiculous that I think it was a good idea to leave because it's only making my father worse towards them. I offered them a place to stay since I'm renting a three-bedroom basement apartment and they told me that wasn't right and I should come home. And says, wow, not the a-hole. You are absolutely allowed to and should do what is right for you. Is your father abusive in other ways too aside from the verbal and ignoring? I hope the rest of your family can get away from him, but that doesn't make you responsible for that. You even offered them a place to stay. The only resolve is you moving back home. That's a terrible idea. I'm sorry you're in this position. OP says he's always been hot-headed. Always wound up tight and little things do trigger him. But he's never been physically abusive or anything apart from maybe physical intimidation where he will get in your face and yell at you to scare the crap out of you. My mother and my father do argue a lot but they have always worked it out. But I feel like this is different. Acceptable echo says not the a-hole. Your mother and brother want you to be your father's emotional abuse punching bag and basically told you they want you back to make their lives easier they are not good people they don't want good things for you ignore them opie says sometimes i do feel bad for abandoning them because they are also emotional abuse punching bags as well and now all the focus is on them i do think their approach wasn't right cheese and pasta says not the a-hole you are being insulted by your own father over some tattoos you have the complete right to leave if you want to If your mother and brother are so bothered by your father's treatment, maybe they should grow a backbone and also leave him instead of blaming you and using you as the punching bag. Opie says, I don't blame my mother and brother for thinking the way they do because they're fearful of my father. But I agree that they need to start reflecting on the situation and make some decisions for themselves. And one more comment from Kubu who says, Not the a-hole. It's unfortunate your father is now abusing your mother and brother, but that does not mean that you should go home to take the brunt of it. Also, kudos to you for offering mum and bro a place to stay. Keep your distance and stay strong, OP. It's your body, and he has no right to have any say on it. Hope you respond to him, thank you. I'll well, never want to leave them there. That's why I offered them a place until he's cooled off. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time, always means the absolute world to me and to this channel. So thank you so so much for being involved. Seeing the comments coming in on the daily, you know, you know who you are. Thank you so much, and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees back in the day. You were everything I need. Then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we in spare crime everywhere. You're selling false hope, cause you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care. Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care. Uh, you just don't. Still selling false hope, cause you just don't care. House, house, house. Feel, feel if we talk into a uniform.